When you are a member of something or a community, you have certain privileges provided by that membership. Right? Let's, let us look at the Word of God again. And uh, we, I want you to look with me again. This Romans 12 was the basis for our, 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 um, our message this last uh, week and today. But in Romans 12, and I want uh, you to pick up in verse 3, and then we're going to read. For I say, though the grace of God, uh, grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of self more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Let your word leap off the pages and into our heart. Anoint our minds, we may understand. Our ears, we may hear. Our heart, we may receive your word today. In Jesus' name. Amen. In verse 6 says this, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. You know, there's an old saying that says, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's true in language. You know what? If you don't use a certain language for a long time, you end up losing it. You've got to use what you have. You better start exercising. I want to, last week we spoke about uh, three things. Uh, uh, when you're a member, you have a sense of belonging. You know that everywhere I go in the world, everybody is seeking to belong. It feels good to belong, doesn't it? It feels good to have a family to belong to. It feels good that you can walk into a place and, and you have a sense of, uh, uh, of individual, but you have a sense that you belong here and people value who you are. Even though in the body of Christ, we are in unity, but unity, and I want you to write this down, unity is not uniformity. See, a lot of people think that when you are united, you have to look alike, act alike, speak alike, dress alike, eat alike. No, unity is not uniformity. See, we expect you to be united in thought and in vision, but we want you to celebrate or we celebrate you being an individual. Because if God made you that way, we want you to be that way. See, the only time people are afraid of individuality is because they want you to be uniform so they can control you. See, when, when you, it's easy to control things that are uniform. But it's hard to control when you have an outlier over here doing his own thing. Because, why? So in Christ, we celebrate being united in our thought, in our belief, in our way of worship. But we are not expected to be uniform in the way we act. Diversity is uh, the, a very good thing within the body of Christ, but yet we still have to belong, right? You go to, everyone here live in home, right? Yes, you have a place, yes. 
You like your home a certain way. Right? But I can go into your home and I realize that you have a front door. I have a front door. And you have a kitchen. I have a kitchen. But maybe some of you like your pots hung from the ceiling. I have a friend that has this, 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 this pot rack, you know, that's hanging from his ceiling. And he hangs his pots around his stove, his stovetop. I'm like, okay, you come to my house? No, that's not like that. See, that's, even though we have a home, but we are not uniform, and so everybody has a sense of belonging. The, th- the second thing last week we uh, talked about is your membership gives you access. It gives you access to things. Third thing, it was safety. That, you know, when you're part of a member of a family, you, you feel safe. That you're not on your own. There's people f- fighting with you and for you. Not against you. Hopefully not. But there are people praying for you. So today I'm going to leave you with four additional things and we're going to be done. You know, when you're in a membership of a community, you get to exercise your gifts, your talents, and skills in a safe environment. Has anybody, like last week I told has anybody here been ever a member of a health club? Yes? You know, and you come in and you're working hard, right? And, and uh, you are trying to exercise your skills, right? That it's in a safe environment. Because why? You know that if there was something going to happen, somebody's there to help you pick up. Right? But when you go out there uh, in the world, where is the ability for you to exercise your gifting uh, that's safe? You could hurt yourself. You could hurt somebody else. Somebody else might not appreciate. They don't give you the patience and the endurance and the help that you need to try to work out your gifts and your skills. You know, uh, I don't understand when people say, I hate the church. I, I don't understand that. For me, I learned to be a leader in the church. I learned to be a better husband because of the church. I learned to be a better father because of uh, the church. I learned to be a better minister because of the church. I learned to lead better because of the church. I learned to deal with people that I didn't like too much in the church. And what I realized is what I learned in the church, I was able to apply in everyday life. Because the church gives you the opportunity to exercise and do your skills and your passion in a safe place. Nobody's going to criticize you. Everybody's going to lift you up and say, it's okay. You, you know, I remember going to the health club. You know, I see these big guys. You know, those guys that intimidate you just looking at them. And I remember uh, this one guy that was on the, um, I guess, the ab machine. And you know how the, the weights are like this high? You know, and then you, you take that little uh, metal uh, uh, stick or whatever, and you put it in, you know, and, 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 and then you just lift up like one plate or two plates. Well, this guy standing, sitting next to me in his machine, he had it all the way to the bottom. He was lifting plates like this. And he said, hey, how are you doing? And I'm thinking, going, I got two plates. I'm like, I'm good. Right? And he is smiling at me. And I thought this guy was making fun. And you know, he looked to me and he said to me, uh, he said, it's okay. I started there too. 
And it's funny because I don't know this guy. I don't even know what he does. But he's looking at me smiling. He goes, don't worry. I was there like you. And I'm like, look, at." he goes, I know, but you'll get there to it. You can do it. See, that's what you get when you're a member of a community. That's what you get when you're in church and, and you're trying to do your best and you fail and you're struggling. Somebody will come and pat you on the back and smile at you and you don't even know what they do. You might not even know their name. And they look at you and say, it's okay, I was there and then when you have struggles in your relationship at home, maybe in your marriage, somebody would come along and say, don't worry. I was there too. You've only been married two years, man. When you deal with people who've been married 10 plus, 20, 25 years, then you say, we were there too. You can do it. You see, when you are there in a place, in Romans 12, 7, 8, it says, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Wow. Where else would you find that? When you go to work in the corporate world, they're not asking you to use uh, uh, all your gifts. They're not giving you. It's either uh, uh, pass or fail. If you fail, you're fired. You're going to be thrown out. You're not going to get hired. There is no sense of encouraging you to do and be your best, even when you fail. Some companies do that, but majority, that's not true in the corporate world. It is a dog-eat-dog world. It's true like that in many. The second thing I want to leave you with you today is in the body of Christ, in the church, or as a whole, you get to experience, and I want you to look at this word, experience agape love and exercise love. I put that word agape there is because that word agape is the word called unconditional love. That is the love of God. There is actually, according to the Greek, there's five types of love. Okay? The Greek explains love in five different words. The word is eros, which is erotic love. That's romance love. Uh, uh, there's what we call epithumia, which is physical love. All right? Uh, then we get phileo, which is the word brotherly love, like where the word Philadelphia is, the city of love. Well, phileo is the brotherly love, like brotherly love, like brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay? Then you have agape, which is the unconditional love. See, this love right here is unconditional. And how else will you go as a member? You get to learn what unconditional love is because God is giving you that in the church, that he loves you in spite of yourself. And that in the church, it's committed to us to say that I love you. I might not agree with you, but I love you. See, you don't get that anywhere else. You don't get that encouraging outside of the body of Christ, outside of the church family. 
In the church family, we are all able to embrace you and say, you know what? We love you unconditionally. Come as you are. You have a seat at God's table. At God's table, everybody has a seat, and he never runs out of chairs. And so membership has privileges. You get to exercise. You get to learn how to love people when they're unlovable. Think about that for a minute. Where else would you learn that? Where else would you learn that? Even in a home, people say, well, I learned love in my house. I said, not everybody learned unconditional love in their home. I can tell you because I've dealt with people that have abusive homes. And all they saw was their parents fighting. All they saw was their father and mother constantly bickering. That's not unconditional. See, but in the church body, we are taught God's word, and God shows us unconditional love through his word. And it is what? Exercise or have been given us an example through the leadership of that body. We learn to exercise unconditional love. Not only that, we love, learn to love your enemies as yourself. You know that old funny story I tell? There was a couple that's been married 60 years, and they asked the man and the wife, how are you able to be married for more than 60 years? And of course, the man says, well, we live by the word of God. The word of God, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And of course, the woman says, yeah, and love your enemies as yourself. <laughs> See, you learn in a church body as a member, you learn to receive agape love, and you learn to exercise. Did you know that when I was coming up, most people I speak to do not know how to receive unconditional love? It's weird. You think that people would know. Did you know that many people I deal with, they don't know how to receive unconditional love? Because their upbringing is, if you love me, listen, if you love me, you behave. If you love me, you get better grades. If you love me, you don't embarrass me. If you love me, you'll behave, or all these things. Those are not unconditional. Those are conditional. You know, in my culture, I say it like this, it's kind of bad in some ways. You know, when a little child is acting foolish, the parent or the adult would say something like this, you better act better or we won't love you. Yeah, a little child. You know, in Vietnamese, we'd say like, we would say it like that. You better act right, behave, or we won't love you. See, that's not agape love. God doesn't say, God doesn't say, hey, Lom, if you act better, I'll love you more. No, God says, for God so loved the world that when the world was not acting right, I still died for you. You see, when you come into the membership of the church and you sense that belonging, you sense that love, it gives you a confidence to say, no matter what I do, I am still loved. Because what I do is not who I am. Oh, listen to what I just said. Because what I do is not who I am, and I am 
listen, I am created in God's image, and God cannot be bad. Oh, listen to me. And if God created me in his image, so I have the image of God, that's who I am. But what I did is not who I am, it's just what I did. That's crazy. And when people have that revelation, it's no longer a contract. You love God, God blesses you. That's not how God is. I bless you, even if you don't do anything good. You see, that's God. But see, for people out there, their love is contractual. You see, the world is contractual. I give you $100,000, you work for me 80 hours a week. You don't work for me 80 hours a week, I can't hire you. But then, then if you work 90 hours a week, and they don't pay you extra for that, Right? So in God, it's not contractual. God says, I love you. I died for you. I love you regardless of what you do because I am love and because that love is bestowed upon you. It gives you a sense of belonging. That's why it says, if God be for you, who can be against you? God loves you when you're good, you're bad, and when you're ugly. Amen. I heard my sister say, that's right. <laughs> See, you've got to learn to exercise that love. See, it's, it's funny. I, I'll tell you a story. For me, I've had to learn because I've gone through some things in ministry and stuff that I don't get really easily offended. I really don't. Okay? The only thing that really offends me nowadays is when people are disrespectful or dishonoring the things of God. That, that really bothers me. I'm not going to lie. But the little things don't really bother me. It doesn't even offend me, you know. Uh, but we've got to learn to love people, not even about what they do, love them because of who they are, and they are created in God's image. And so you're not loving what they do. You're loving them of who they are because they are a child of God. Where else would you learn that? Because everything else. The next thing I want to talk to you about is lessons are learned. Life lessons are learned when you are a member of a body of Christ. Did you know that? You, you, you go, you, you've been a member of, of a health club. You, you go in there and you, you slide your card or you punch in your number or whatever. You walk in and they, the whole week's calendar is right there. Oh, Monday we've got a, a flexibility class. Teach how you be flexible. And learn to stretch. And then, you know, from one to four, right? Or eight to nine, or six to seven, or we got aerobics, we've got spinning class, we've got a, a free weights class. Learn how to uh, increase your muscle mass. We have a free clinic on uh, uh, your body index, whatever. They calculate how uh, your percentage of body fat, and it's all included inside this membership that you pay for every month. See, that's just like the church. This, this Thursday, we've got a class, women's fellowship. Then we're going to have discipleship class. Then we're going to have marriage class. Then you have marriage counseling. Then you got, my wife and I are working on uh, having a class for young married couples with little children, how to raise your kids, how to deal with them, 
You know, I was, I was with a, a young couple uh, yesterday, and, and we were eating over some food, and I said, don't ever, I said, you know how you build trust with a child? Don't ever, ever speak empty threats or empty promises. And, and why don't you do that? It's because every time you promise a child and you don't fulfill it, there's a mistrust that gets planted in his mind. Or when every time you tell him, if you act like that, I'm going to put you in, in time out or I'm going to punish you and you don't follow up. In their mind, they don't trust your word. And when they don't trust your word, as they get older, they will rebel against you. Because they're saying their mom and dad is not trustworthy. Look at God. Look at what God says. My word is forever. I do what I say I'm going to do. And when we are wrong, right? Look at this. When we are wrong, the Bible says that we have access to boldly go before the throne of grace. Grace is only given when we have access. Oh, this is deep stuff. Grace is only given when we are boldly going before the throne to ask for forgiveness. Then grace is given. That's why people say, well, if God died on the cross and, and he died once and for all, and so why do I have to, because if I were to ask for forgiveness, go to him, then it would be, uh, uh, salvation would be of effort. Right? Of works and not of faith. That's not true because it takes faith for you to go to the throne room. Never mind. Too deep for that. Look at what Mark 12, 30 and 31 says. And you shall love the Lord your God. We are experiencing un... I'm sorry. Go back to lessons are learned. Matthew 26, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to deserve all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. Colossians 3.16. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Hebrews 13.7. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Where do you learn that outside of being a member of the body of Christ? Life lessons are learned. Don't just be a guest, be a member. You know, be a member. You know, it's crazy. I think I've been, I've been a member of a few health clubs in my life. Back in the day, and it just tells you how old that we used to be. My, my, my brother and sister used to be members of this thing called President and First Lady. You know, and then, and then, and then they started going to 24 hours. And then they have, now they have Bally's or Bailey's or whatever. And then they, I was a member of the Y. And you know what's crazy about it? They got all different names, but they got the same equipment. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Right? They have all different names. Presidents, 24-hour Bailey's. Now they got LA Fitness, the YMCA. When I joined some of those, what I realized is they have the same equipment, and I look on the calendar, they have the same kind of lessons with the same titles. Brothers and sisters, that is why. It's because there are certain fundamentals of life that will never change. And that's why I ask people like this. It doesn't matter if you're a member of 24, or you're a member of YMCA, or, or LA Fitness, 
What happens or what matters is as you're a member, are you using the benefits of that membership? See, people come and they say, I'm a member, but they never reap the benefits because they never plug in. And, and it's great that you can carry a card that says you're a member of a health club, but when people look at your life, you're like, brother, you be needing to access that membership. You, you know what I mean? It doesn't look like that membership has any benefit for you. And as a Christian, when you are a member of the body of Christ, and people look at your life and they're like, man, your membership doesn't seem like you're doing you any good. Are you really a member? Hmm. See, life lessons are learned being a member of the body of Christ. And I know this sermon series isn't revelatory like you guys like it, but I wanted to tell you these particular things that's practical every day. That when you're a member, you have privileges, you have a sense of belonging, you, you have access, you have safety. You get to exercise your gifts and your, your passion, your skills in a safe environment. Nobody's going to shoot you down and tell you you're no good. <laughs> I remember, I mean, that guy was so ripped up, that guy was exercising next to. I mean, I sat down next to him, I felt like a little wimp. I mean, the guy was doing this full stack and do boom, boom, boom. I mean, he was doing, and I'm like, <laughs> And he looked at me and smiled. And I looked at him and I'm like, like, he goes, don't give up. I was there one time too. And that made such an impression in my face, in my head. It's this guy I don't even know. I don't even know his name, but he made, I still remember the guy. He looked like the Hulk. Literally. I mean, his arm was big as my body. I mean, that's like the Hulk. And he was like, don't worry. And I thought to myself, man, listen, look at this guy. And you know what else gets you is this, is that every person is given a measure of faith. Did you know that there is something that God's given you that I can't, I can never be big as that guy? You know why? It's not in my genetics. Oh. Brothers and sisters, stop trying to be like somebody else. It might not be in your genetics and that's why God made you the way you are because we need to access that way see that guy has the genetics to be like the Hulk I might not but I can be the best that I can be that's why uh, somebody might be a five star in one area and in that same area you're only a one star but they might be a zero star in this area where you're a five star at see I might not be like the Hulk but I can be the best that I can be to keep myself sharp and do what I need to do and exercise my gifting. Yeah. And I can only learn that through the church. Since I learn, you experience the true nature of love. Lastly, I want to close with this. You know, when you're a member, membership has privileges. There's an accountability that's given to you free of charge. <laughs> I'm not talking about nosy bodies. The Apostle Paul says, don't worry about, you know, those busybody people. I'm not talking about that. But when you come to the church, right, and you're basically going there, have you ever noticed when you're, anybody here, you know, you go on a weekly or a daily exercise routine, you always meet the same people? And then that, you're really struggling, and that person says, I'm going to see you tomorrow, right? 
And you're like, oh, hey, you, can you be my workout partner? You ever had those? And you don't even know them. All you know is their phone number. And then I said, I'm going to see you tomorrow at 6, right? And, you, you know, that, that next day you're aching and you're in pain. But that, that person's calling you at 5 o'clock in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to be there at 6. You going to be there? And it, they hold you accountable because why? And you might never go beyond that. The people in the body of Christ may never know where you live. They may never know who you are and, and what your passion are. But what they know is this. You and them have the same goal is to be better. Oh, this is good stuff. See, I might not know those workout guys. But uh, every morning, they say, hey, you're going to be there, right, LT? No, man. Come on, man. Get up. Let's go. Let's move it. And you get in the gym, and there's two or three of you, and you go in there, and you're about to do these things, and, and you can't lift it. And you're always, when you're in the body of Christ, the same thing. When you're not able to bear it, you can say, hey, can I get a spot? A sister, a brother needs a help, and somebody come and, and just nudge it up just enough. You see, what? you can't do that being by yourself. You can't even do that when you're just coming in as a guest. Uh, because I've been a guest at different uh, health clubs with friends, right? When I go there, nobody knows who I am because I'm not a regular. Oh. But when you are part of of the body and you become family people are going to be drawn to you can i help you hey can a sister get a spot come on can a brother get a hand this is a little heavy for me that's why the bible says this bear each other's bear each other's burdens when it's getting too heavy bear your brother's burden see this it's, it all lines up. You all thought that, man, Pastor, you lost your mind comparing membership and, and, and health clubs. No, but it's scriptural. The Bible says in the Spirit to bear each other's burdens. When you're going through, I got you in prayer. When you're dealing with stuff, you can call me and say, Pastor, I need, I got you. I'm praying right there in the spirit. Lord, I don't know what my sister's dealing with, with her parents, her mom, her sister, her daughter. I don't know what my brother's dealing with, with his family and his sick. But God, I know one thing. Prayer changes things. And the Bible says that the prayer of a fervent man availeth much. God, I am fervent in my prayer for my brethren. Don't sit at home because that's what the devil wants is to divide you. Then he'll conquer you. What did I tell you last week? You see a guy going to a place by himself. He gets, he just act normal. But when he's with his 10 buddies, he thinks he can beat up everybody. You ever notice that? That's called the mob mentality. Because nobody's turning over cars by themselves when they're riding. But when they got 100 people, they're turning over everything because there is strength in numbers. That's why you don't be by yourself. When you're hurting, call a brother. You know, I like what Bishop T.D. Jake says. He said, get you a 911 brother or a sister. Get them on the speed dial and say, hey, I need help today. See, membership has privileges. Because when you don't show up and you don't plug in, we can't give you a spot. 
See, when you're home working out yourself and you're, you're benching 200 pounds, that's not me, but you're benching 200 pounds or 300 pounds, who's going to spot you? Nobody. And how do you know you're doing it right? One time, I, I remember one time I was doing a branch, uh, free weights with dumbbells and I was uh, doing it the wrong position and a guy I didn't even know, he didn't even work, I thought he worked there. He came and said, sir, uh, excuse me, don't do it like that. You're going to hurt your back. And I said, really? I didn't know. But membership gave me access to this guy trying to help me. He didn't even know me. He said, let me show you. And this guy was a pretty big guy. He said, you're going to hurt your back. Don't do it like that. Use a lower weight. Oh. He said, you went too far. You're going to hurt your shoulder. Oh, I didn't know that. He goes, it's okay. I was there too. See, brothers and sisters, membership has privileges. Don't just sit home. Don't just say, hey, I can do this myself. How do you know you're doing it the right way? You could really hurt yourself. You're trying to be... You're trying to be the Hulk, and you're not doing it right. You're trying to be, oh, I can do it all myself. Oh, I can. No, you can't. No, you can't. You know, I have a, a younger sister who is a certified trainer. Also a certified national nutritionist. And after she was pregnant, she started taking spin classes and then she got involved and other women would encourage her and other people and now and all of a sudden she loved it so much she wanted to pursue it and then started taking tests and the next thing you know she's a certified national trainer she's training like junior olympians and she's a national nutritionist and she's not even five feet tall and she's so strong she can bench me and i thought to myself she and you know what she does? She gives workout things in her, at her home, but it's not by herself. She's there saying, oh, brother, you're not doing it right. Oh, sister, you're not doing it right. Here, let me show you. You give the form, and I'm doing these things. You're going to hurt your back. You're going to hurt your shoulder. See, brothers and sisters, when you are a member of the body of Christ, it gives you the ability to not just exercise the gift that God gave you, but it gives you the ability to learn life lessons and to exercise love and to receive unconditional love. Don't ever just throw that away. Just say, eh. I'm good. I'm good. There's people here, just like that big guy that I was dealing with. Those guys have world or a lifetime of experience about bodybuilding. Just like many of you in here, you have a lifetime of experience walking with the Lord. Why wouldn't I access that? Even for me. You know, Miss Jean came up to me and said, Pastor, what can I pray for you? Man, where do you get that? I get that for free. She just came up and said, I just feel like an urgency to pray for you, Pastor. I got that for free because I'm a member. That somebody actually cares for me and say, I want to kneel on my knees or sit on my chair in my time of prayer and pray for you. Where do you get that in this world? Where do you get a pastor constantly calling on you? How you doing, man? How's married life? 
You all right? How's your new job? Oh, it's good. Really? I love you. I hadn't seen you, but I love you. You know you still got a member. You still got a seat at the table. You know God loves you. Yes, Pastor, I know. I'm going to keep reminding you because I want you to know that there's somebody there that's praying and believing for you. And when you need a little spot, I go. Oh, Pastor, you're calling me at the right time. Man, I, me and my wife, we just had a falling out. I said something I shouldn't have said. I said, it's okay. You know what I said? It's okay, brother, because I've been there too. Oh, really, Pastor? I thought y'all never argued. I thought y'all never disagreed. Only you knew. Only if you knew. Yeah. It's like those plates. When you first start out, one plate, two plate, five plates. Next thing you know, you got 20 plates of weight. Yes. Say, Pastor, you make it look easy. Sister, you make it look easy. How you doing? I had help because I was part of a body that stretched me, loved me, encouraged me. Let us stand.